Penn State making the transfer portal difficult on us is expected, but Memphis, no, that's ridiculous. And if you have ever wondered what it's like to catch a pass from a Division I quarterback, all you got to do is buy your season tickets because Alan Crawdaddy Bowman is back. The ESPN released its top 100 college football players. Of course, we've got some Cowboys on there. But let's talk about the Cowboy that's not on there. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you, Callie, for stopping by. You can find us on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter, at All Day O State. Today, we're brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Right now, we're giving $150 back in bonus bets. With any $5 money line bet. So make sure that you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. We're going to get started with this ESPN Top 100. And if you noticed on there, they did do some things right. Mainly, they have the number one running back in America, Ollie Gordon, on there. The number one running back in the country comes in at number 11 in ESPN's Top 100. Now, when you look at this list, in comparison... To the preseason list, right, Colin Oliver was preseason number 75. He finished the season as number 82 on their top 100 best players in college football. And that is phenomenal to have Ollie Gordon in there as a representative right outside the top 10. It's even further evidentiary proof that this is a Heisman campaign that Oklahoma State will get behind. So will a lot of the people nationally because he is the best running back in the country. So it's nice to see ESPN obviously validates that. but. When it comes to Colin Oliver going from 75th to 82nd, I don't necessarily have an argument there. But what I do have an argument with is how on God's purple earth is Danny Stutzman coming in, the OU linebacker, as number 80, 89 on the ESPN Top 100. You're telling me that the number one linebacker in the Big 12 is not better than the next linebacker in the Big 12? Somebody make make this make sense to me because if it's a popularity contest and he does, in fact, play for OU, maybe that's part of it. But if it goes off of statistics, and you know we say here that stats, lives matter, but statistically this is not an argument. Danny Sussman had 104 tackles. Nicholas Martin had 140 tackles. Danny Sussman had 16 tackles for loss. Nick Martin had 16 tackles for loss. Danny Sussman had half the sacks that Nick Martin did. Danny Stutzman had half the picks that Nick Martin did. Danny Stutzman had over three times less quarterback hurries than Nick Martin did. They had the same number of fumble recoveries. And you ready? The one stat, the only stat and metric that you can find Danny Stutzman ahead of Nick Martin is forced fumbles. Danny Stutzman has one more than Nick Martin. So literally every other single statistical category known to man in this wonderful game of football 
Nick Martin is significantly better than Danny Stutzman. So can somebody other than popularity please tell me how you couldn't look at this from an analytical standpoint or even if you just popped on the film and seen that Nick Martin is better than Danny Stutzman. And guys, preseason, I had Danny Stutzman as the top linebacker in the Big 12. Well behind Daniel Green, but Daniel Green was hurt very early on. So, yeah, it's great that we have Ollie Gordon in there. He should have been top 10, if we're being 100% realistic. But nonetheless, at least they do have him accurately classified as the number one running back in college football. And it's really, really nice having Colin Oliver on there. I think that's a good representation for Oklahoma State. But is Colin Oliver even really the best linebacker on our team. Again, I don't think this is a jab at Colin Oliver. I think Colin Oliver should be on this list. But if Danny Stutzman is on this list and Colin Oliver's on this list, there is no way anybody can say anything other than Nick Martin got screwed here. Now, of course, you can look at the other side of the coin. The benefit to that would be added motivation. I think Nick Martin knows he's the best linebacker in the Big 12. I think he knows that he's arguably one of the best linebackers in the entire country. Of course, he'll be on a lot of the preseason watch list and awards list, as he should be. But what is statistically here that indicates that Danny Stutzman is better than Nick Martin? One forced fumble. It's the only stat you can find that Danny Stutzman is better than Nick Martin at. So all you have to do is have two forced fumbles. It doesn't matter how many tackles you have. It doesn't matter how many sacks you have. As long as you have one more forced fumble, that's that's the metric we're, we're going to use. I, I hope somebody gets this information to Nicholas Martin. It doesn't matter if um, you dominate and break records in tackles. It doesn't matter if you're at the tops of the conference with Danny Stutzman and tackles for loss. It doesn't matter if you double him on sacks or you double him on picks. What matters is that ESPN gets to prop some stuff up. And, of course, OU's now in the SEC, so they've got to prop up their guy. That's, that's all this is. Because there isn't a metric that exists that says that Danny Stutzman is better than Nick Martin. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what Nick Martin's able to do with this little added motivation here. Guys, we're going to be fine. Obviously, Xavier Benson going pro, we, we knew that was that was coming. You know, the only departure that I still am pretty curious on would be Corey Black. Everywhere I'm seeing defensively, we're we're fine. But that one area, it's still a little little hit and miss. Now, why Corey wouldn't come back, I don't know. Obviously, he wants to play with his brother, but I don't think Corey would start at Texas. So I don't I don't know why Corey does even have any apprehension whatsoever. 
We also got some some good news that uh, we've been talking about, but we've obviously been waiting on it to be announced and official, and it has been. But before we get to that, I got to remind you guys out here, uh, go capitalize your dollar-dollar bills with It is America's number one sportsbook betting partner for a reason. Now, I know you guys, you guys obviously know that, but again, right now, you can win $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. Win or lose. See, we, we, we added some wrinkles here. Don't miss out on this opportunity here. Get in on the action now while the getting is good. Get that $150 back in bonus bets, win or lose, with FanDuel. You know the app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on money lines, point spreads, parlays, who's going to win the Heisman, division titles, Super Bowl, and more by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make this first bet your best bet with FanDuel. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go to FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. Alan Crawdaddy Bowman is back. Yes, this is a good sign for Oklahoma State. If nothing more than just the camaraderie that is, in fact, permeating through this locker room, of course, it's infectious. And, uh, you know, we talked about on this program that he'd likely, this, this, was, uh, this was where we were going to end up, which is precisely why. I've been trying to hammer home the idea that in today's age, you got to have competent people surrounding you 24-7. Now, naturally, this would lead itself to a negative reaction from a, maybe a Garrett Rangel or maybe a Zane Flores. Or obviously, there's not going to be much of an effect on a Megalake Smith being an incoming freshman. Well, as we've already talked, there seems to be a common consensus in the quarterback room that they all absolutely love and adore Tim Mertay. So as long as Tim Mertay is on staff, we're going to have the possibility to keep all of them. Is it likely? No. Is it possible? Well, absolutely. And injuries do happen. And I would also assume that if he's coming back this season, I would hope and pray it's to do more. Right? In the opening, I talked about if you've, wanted to catch a Division One quarterback's pass, all you got to do is buy season tickets to Oklahoma State, obviously in reference to the fact that he will always hold the record for most passes thrown in the stands. The student section, you got to put your hands team in the first few rows because Alan Bowman will throw you the football. Guys, I love what this means for Oklahoma State. I love the direction that it clearly shows our program is going. People are coming back because they expect to have a massive 2024. The expectation from everywhere, including the locker room, should be Arlington or Bus. I think that that definitely is the common consensus in the locker room. But I don't want to have some massive concophony of people making wild assumptions. Because of Tim Rattay, it might be a little too too soon to exclaim that we're going to lose somebody. Now, 
What Alan Bowman does provide is the ability to win 10 games. We know that because we just watched it happen. What Alan Bowman does provide is the ability to get you back to the Big 12 title game. To me, that's where this stops. Because I I just, how many, how many people can spend six, seven years playing big-time Power 5 Division I football and still not have any pocket awareness. Can he improve? He can, but I don't, I don't see how. Typically, when you're this far into the game of football, you are what you are. Alan Bowman appears to be nothing more than a game manager. If he's asked to take some chances, they typically equal interceptions. When he's asked to not take any chances, he's typically throwing the ball into the stands. He's safe. He's he's a secure pick. But I just do not believe that he's got what it takes to hit that next level. I hope that I'm wrong. I really, really do. But... There's a reason why he has been relegated to the backup role previously. And I would say that likely it's lack of development because he was killing it his freshman year at Texas Tech, or redshirt freshman year. He was the, the talk of the town, the toast of Lubbock, the next big thing. And then he had a couple injuries, and since then he didn't really see the field a lot. Until Oklahoma State. And then, you know, people want to talk about the competition, but the reason there was such a competition is because Alan Bowman didn't win the job. If Alan Bowman would have been the best, we all know that he would have been the guy day one. That's why he was brought in. Gundy loves his, his veteran guys. And so the thought process with Alan Bowman coming into Oklahoma State was, with all these years of experience, whether it be a Texas Tech or the the Michigan style of offense that we were going to try to incorporate a little bit of Oklahoma State, he's still getting practice reps. He's still on the scout team. He's still in practice every day. So I understand that the speed of the game is is definitely, you know, a little bit of a, a differing proposition for a quarterback when you're going through the actual fire. So. He can improve, yes. But the chances of him improving, I would say, are pretty small. If you ain't figured it out seven years in, then I have a hard time believing that all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're going to be able to move in the pocket and stay in the pocket and deliver balls down, down the field without throwing it to the other team. But this is still a good thing. You can never have too many quality quarterbacks. And you're always one injury away from the next guy being the best guy anyways. Right at this point in time last year, everybody was talking about Zane Flores. The year previous, everyone was talking about Garrett Rangel. Now, of course, the common consensus is if we lose a quarterback, it's okay because we have Mayolake Smith. Do I disagree with that? No, I don't. I do think that we are in a position of talent that we could afford to lose a quarterback and still be fine. 
My fear is that we lose the best quarterback on the roster. Maybe there's a, a another competition. I, I don't know. What I do know is what this means for Oklahoma State is the expectation level. Because there are a, a decent amount of people that I've seen recently that would prefer an Allen Bowman return. And that guy said, we, as we've talked about for a few weeks now, I was not super excited. Just because I'm I'm in in fear of losing potentially the best quarterback on the roster. Alan Bowman is the safe pick, right? He's the the Trent Dilfer game manager. Just don't screw up a whole lot and let everybody else kind of win you the game. Alan Bowman can do that, and we're going to be good enough for that to happen again this year. But Dag Nabbit. I'm tired of playing for titles. We've played for six, seven, eight Big 12 titles. We've got one. Alan Bowman can lead us back to another one. I question whether he can win it. Because there's inevitably, they're going to be a couple times a year that the quarterback is going to be asked to do something abnormal. Right? And when that happens is traditionally when Alan Bowman throws a lot of picks. When he would scramble out of the pocket at Texas Tech, it was okay. He had some wheels. But he still scrambles out of the pocket now like he's an 18-year-old that still can run a 4-6-4-7-40. I just I don't know how we can convince him. Anatomically, to get enough muscle memory seven years in to break the bad habits of bouncing out of the pocket and throwing it up into the stands. I mean, do we want him throwing across his body? No, absolutely not. What we would prefer is he stay in the cotton, daggone picking pocket. I just don't know that he can. He, he seems to have a physical refusal to do so. Ah. But again, uh, we got to look at the glass half full. Glass half full. Alan Bowman's good enough to lead us to 10 wins again, which is not necessarily easy to do. Alan Bowman is good enough to get us back to Arlington, which is definitely not easy to do. I'm just tired of getting to the game, and I want to win the game. And then I want to go to the 12-team CFP playoffs. Because if you win the Big 12, you're in the playoffs, no doubt about it. If you if you lose in a Big Twelve title game, and you're still sitting at eleven and one, eleven and two type of range, you're probably in as well. But if we go to Arlington and let's say we lose, but we still get into the playoff, I don't necessarily love our chances in the playoff with Alan Crawdaddy Bowman. But obviously, let me know down in the comment section what you think, guys. We've been hooting and hollering about this for a few weeks. And I just, within the last few days, have really been seeing some people come out and be in the I want Alan Bowman to come back camp. So it's kind of weird that these people are coming out of the woodworks um, this late in the game. We're, we're not one of them. Because, I don't know. I don't know. 
think it's a good thing for Oklahoma State. I think it sets the right precedence. I think it sets a good example. And it lets people know that this is a destination for players that are all about buckling down and getting about their business. But it also is 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 negative too, because I just I've never heard of or seen a seventh year quarterback having the light bulb just magically click. I don't know. Hopefully we're wrong here. Speaking of being wrong, I was pretty confident we were gonna land either one of defensive end transfer Reggie Grimes or wide receiver slash running back slash return specialist in Jalen Lucas. I knew that Penn State's push with Jalen Lucas was obviously going to make things a little precarious for us, but I am very surprised to hear that Reggie Grimes is not only interested in the Memphis offer, but it's worth multiple trips down the, the Memphis lane for him. Now, I I don't get that part. I don't get it. Like Jalen Lucas, I, I understand, right? We have the number one running back in the country returning. We've got a three-headed machine at wide receiver that'll be back. So if you want to make the argument that Jalen Lucas maybe doesn't see an exact spot, where he's going to start 24-7 at Oklahoma State. Okay. And realistically speaking, I don't know a lot of people that were looking at it from a wide receiver perspective. Slightly selfishly, we were viewing Jalen Lucas as the return guy that we haven't had since really Justin Gilbert and Tyreek Hill. I don't know BP has shown some stuff here and there, but hes I don't think he's the same returner as Jalen Lucas. So, Maybe Jalen Lucas feels like, you know what? They've got a slot guy. They've got a running back. If I go to Oklahoma State, I might just be more of a returner and a gadget guy. Penn State's got a package for me where I should start immediately. Because if you notice, Penn State's losing some wide receivers. That, that, could, that could be a pretty good indication that Penn State feels pretty good about Jalen Lucas. Now, Reggie Grimes. If you go to Memphis, I'm sure the money's going to be pretty good. If you go to Memphis, I'm sure you will start day one without even lifting your pinky finger. But is that good? I mean, is that is that really what you want? Is there a path to the NFL at Memphis? Yeah. Is there a path to the number one strength coach in the United States of America to help you get to the NFL? No. Does Cody Walter seed returning make it a little bit difficult? Maybe. Are you better than Deshaun Brown? No. No, you're not. Are you better than Cody Walter seed? If you thought so, you'd probably be a cowboy. Now, do I think Reggie Grimes might be a little bit better than Cody? Yes, I do. Do I think Reggie Grimes would start opposite Deshaun Brown if he came back? Yes, I do. But he's a big deal for Memphis. So the Memphis donors, I'm sure, would be opening the arms of the Titanic to to get him to be a Memphis Tiger. 
the Jalen Lucas thing, I can kind of see. Reggie Grimes thing, I just I don't get it. Because I do think you would start here. Well, you wouldn't be, you know, certified, bona fide, without lifting a pink or pinky day one starter. But I think you would um I think you'd have the opportunity to beat out Cody. They would we'd give you the opportunity to beat out Deshaun Brown. And if you're better than those two dudes, then you're better than those two dudes. Right? Is Xavier Ross really that big of a deterrent for somebody like a Reggie Grimes? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe he knows that we're going to see more out of Xavier Ross than we have previously. Maybe he knows there's a, a new side to Cody Walterside we haven't quite been privy to. I don't know. Guys, the, the only the only the only one I'm really worried about right now is Corey Black. DJ McKinney was that was a surprise. Billy, the old lineman from Broken Arrow, that was a surprise. Everybody else that has either left or come in has been pretty expected. But uh, yeah, I, it wouldn't completely surprise me if we lost Corey. I would be surprised if we didn't hear. From Reginald Harden Jr. being a cowboy here before too long. There's a, there's a couple other guys, right? Uh, Gannon's got a linebacker that just signed with, I think, Arkansas State, or committed to Arkansas State. But the productivity is there. OB, we've got a tight end from Ohio, but we're having to fend off a lot of uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten schools for that guy. So it could be a little bit difficult. But I don't I don't understand I don't understand this this Memphis thing for Reggie Grimes. Unless it's all dollar bills. I mean it could be. Could be all dollar bills. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments section. Cause uh this 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 show is Omos. Um, my stupid mouse is doing its dumb thing again. Oh, it's going all over the place. All right, y'all. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here in Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. All right, y'all. You know the drill. Later, taters. <laughs>